Welcome to this week's segment of South Africa's Agricultural Market uh, Viewpoint, where we explore various themes that are influencing South Africa's agricultural economy. And today, I want to turn away for a moment uh, from the production side and focus on a consumer, uh, because the price increases that we've been seeing and talking about from a production side are starting to show from a consumer level. Uh, For example, in South Africa last week, we had important data released by Statistics South Africa, which showed that consumer food price inflation accelerated to 7.8% year on year. This is up from 6.3% in the previous month, which was April. And what was unique about this point around is that uh, product prices within the inflation basket were all up, while in the previous month, you would have seen a scenario where certain products are increasing while other products are showing um, a bit of a deceleration or even moving sideways. Now, that increase of 7.8% or acceleration of 7.8% on inflation was the quickest since about uh, 2017. And the listener will remember that when we talk about food price inflation, we're speaking about the rate at which prices are increasing. So prices now are rising at a fastest pace um, since about uh, March uh, 2017. 2017. And this is not really a surprise, as I said, that we've been seeing global agricultural commodity prices increasing for some time, and more so after the Russia invasion of Ukraine uh, from around about um, end of February. And of course, we'll remember from evidence that there's usually a lag between the agricultural commodity prices and what we get to see at a retail uh, level. If you think about maize, for example, there's academic evidence which shows that there's about a three-month lag, um, at least before those prices start to show at the retail level, which is why we think these increases of April of May, for example, on a consumer food price inflation. To an extent, they are also reflecting those increases that are induced by the Russia-Ukraine war. Um, And in fact, if one wants to look at the global agricultural prices, they've been elevated for some time. For example, the FAO's global food price index in May, it was at uh, around about 157 points, which basically is up 22% compared to last year. And the listeners will appreciate that last year, 2021, and even the year before that, 2020, global agricultural prices prices were in any way already elevated. But the factors driving prices at the time were different than today to an extent in a sense that it was mainly China buying a lot of commodities. Secondly, Brazil and Argentina, which are major agricultural producers, had experienced drought, which have constrained the supply. There were also supply constraints in the likes of Malaysia, which produces some agricultural commodity products. So a combination of that and, of course, um, the U.S. uh, increasing its usage or its production of biofuel, which means then usage of grain in the fuel side. So all of that had stimulated demand and those supply shortages or, or disruption in South America and pushed up prices. Now, South Africa is linked to the global market. So we also experienced these increases um, in global ag- in domestic agricultural prices. And all of this had started from last year to push up inflation, food price inflation, if you were to compare to previous years, for example. Um, and you see this because in 2021, South Africa's consumer food price inflation had averaged for the whole year at about 6.5%. The year before that, he had averaged around about 48 
0.8%. The year before that, I think we were around about just over 3%. So this progressive increase was, um, was mirroring those developments that we're seeing in the agricultural prices. But of course, this time around, then there's these new risks, which we've just discussed now that have been brought by the Russia-Ukraine war. And I think addition to that is also the fact that we're not seeing only disruption on grains, but also in the vegetable oils market. And if one looks at the vegetable oil market, you remember that most recently we've seen disruption in palm oil exports out of Indonesia, which were temporarily closed. But now, of course, they've been back in the market. But the point is they've been disrupted. And secondly, uh, Russia and Ukraine are also the biggest uh, exporters of sunflower oil. And we've seen disruption um, in exports in that region. About nearly 60% of sunflower oil export comes out of that region. So there's that challenge as as well. And one can think then uh, about the grain space and the fact that important exporters like India are putting uh, export uh, curbs, uh, which means then reducing a flow of which that would go into the market in the global market in addition to the constraints that we are already ex- experiencing in the Black Sea. But there are some induced fears that are also coming into the agricultural market. If you think about the 2022-23 production season, there are risks that we could have a smaller harvest compared to the 2021-22 season. And that, of course, then it means that there could be less stocks um, uh, in relative terms, and that is added also an upside risk on prices. But this then is a global story. But in South Africa, our food price inflation story is slightly different from what we see in many parts of the world. In a sense that while vegetable oils and grains might be increasing, but if one considers what is happening in the fruit um, and vegetables um, and meat price inflation in a country, we have a different story than most of the people in the world. Yes, for May, all of these prices were increasing at a faster pace, but we think that going forward, we could see fruit softening. Um, listeners may recall that South Africa is a major exporter of fruits within the Black Sea area, for example. We had about 12% of our citrus goes there, um, and, and also a substantial share, about 8% or so, of, of some of our deciduous fruits. Uh, given now that we, we, we have uh, those exports disrupted by the war, it does mean that domestically, uh, we could have a bit of an increased supply, uh, uh, particularly the fact that we also had a robust season, if you think about our fruit production this year. The other added factor on that is that even in a vegetable market, yes, there were supply disruptions, but these good rains that have gone, they've improved them, people are irrigating, production is recovering, and that is also going to uh, supplement or improve our domestic supplies of the fruits and vegetables. We think that on the basis of that, you could see the product, the prices of these products actually trading sideways and even are uh, decelerating. And we have had uh, months where fruit and vegetable were actually in in in, in display is disinflation. So we we it's likely that we will follow that particular trend of softer prices in these products on meat, um, red meat in particular. There's an outbreak of a foot and mouth disease which is devastating to the livestock industry. But it also does mean that uh, now we our exports are banned. Uh, by some countries temporarily while we struggle with this disease. 
And importantly, this disease doesn't lead to a wide dying of cattle across the country. Uh, so it means that we could still slaughter and have meat supplies um, in our side. And what farmers are now feeling is the fact that they are in a period where those higher grain prices I was talking about are the ones that they have to use to feed their cattle. Now, if feed prices are higher, it means then that you might actually be having be in a situation where you have to continue slaughtering because it's actually very expensive of maintaining some of the large herds. And we see that the slaughtering numbers, for example, if you look at the cattle and the, and the sheep, yeah, on month-on-month slaughtering activity, it's still fairly good, um, not as uh, at higher levels compared to last month. That's the data we have up until April, but it's still decent numbers. Now, with the slaughtering then continuing while the exports is temporarily banned, we think that will improve our red meat supply and it could put pressure on a red meat uh, side. Of course, the uh, key risk on a meat story is always the fact that you have poultry prices which could be increasing in the coming month and to an extent that could shave off some of these gains that we'll be, we'll be receiving from a potentially deceleration in red meat prices. But the bottom story is that grains and vegetable oils are rising at a faster pace, but fruit vegetable and meat is likely to be sideways or decelerating and that now gives a much more mixed story when we think about food prices in south africa to an extent that at agbiz we're still comfortably sitting thinking that for the second half of the year we could see food price inflation actually moderating notably to an extent that for the year we could still average a few notches above six percent um of, of food price inflation of course that would compare to with the rate of about about 6.5% in 2021. So we're still maintaining that number. And of course, one of the key things that people have to always consistently be thinking about is the fuel, because fuel is also an upside risk to these numbers uh, because we are transporting roughly 80% or so of some of these major commodities, grain and so by road. So if fuel continues to increase, it will again then uh, change um, this view that we are painting. But with the current numbers and all else being equal, we do think that, you know, a few percentages um, or, or a few points um, or notches over 6%, uh, 6.2, 6.3 um, is a possible number on food price inflation this year that's the story that we are maintaining but of course as we receive more data and as we go into around about june we will be reviewing um that view but we still think that the second half of the year we'll see a bit of a of, of, of a of, of a deceleration and people should not uh forget the fact that the the, the basket uh, price story will likely be mixed in south africa although grains and oil seeds will likely be rising or remaining at, at a relatively higher level for some time